Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SC Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. I have to apologize that I have not put out many podcasts during the month of July. I had some equipment issues and had to return my podcast unit for some warranty service. It's taken me a little while to get back into things because it's summer. The episode's may be a little sporadic until after Labor Day because of festival commitments like the Rhode Island Folk Festival and the Rhythm and Roots Festival, but please keep listening. More will be coming soon. Anyway, today we have bassist and core member of the band Collective Soul, Will Turpin. Collective Soul is out on the road touring in support of their newest recording, Vibrating. Collective Soul will be at Indian Ranch in Webster, Mass. on Saturday, August 6th. Let's take a listen to a pre-release segment of the song, Cut the Chord from the new CD and then get right into the conversation with Will. So, uh, where are you calling me from? We're in uh, Walker, Minnesota here at this uh, festival, Moondance. Moondance Festival. And how uh, far into your tour are you? How far into this tour? Yes. I kind of just started. Well, we got five shows under our belt with Switchfoot. We got 50 shows total. Wow. That's going to keep you on the road a little while. Yeah, it's good. You know, especially after a pandemic, you see how easily it can be taken away. That's kind of like our pace, man. We, you know, we work, we work pretty hard in the uh, late spring, summer, early fall, you know, go record music and hang out with family. How's the heat out there? Is it blistering out there? Man, we've had some really hot summer tours over the years. Right now we're getting, somehow we're staying okay while there's heat waves in other parts of the country. We're, we're okay right now. We've been getting like these high 80s. I swear it was uh, three summers ago, though. It was uh, all the heat waves that were happening. Every heat wave that happened, I don't care if it was Iowa. We were there in Iowa. (laughs) Maine. Maine's having a heat wave. That's where we are this week, Maine. I mean, I swear we played that summer before COVID. We must have played. We must have played 60 shows in 90 degree weather. It was crazy. I played last night and and outside in that kind of weather and it was brutal. Yeah, once I start sweating, I just I just embrace it and, and try to keep keep moving the entire set just see how wet I can get. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you folks a couple of times in the past. I think the last time I saw you was 2019. It was it was outside and I think you were with uh, Gin Blossoms that time. Yeah, yeah. So you're out on the road with Switchfoot 
I, I'm not really familiar with Switchfoot. Um, what are they like? What kind of stuff do they do? It's it's rock and roll. Uh, I'm willing to venture you you would recognize a number of their songs. Okay. Um, but we've been talking about touring with them for a long time. You know, they've got a uh, they're a little bit younger than us, but very similar uh, career path with the, uh, the the prolificness of of uh, John and Tim's writing, and uh, we we just share a lot of things in common with them. And we talked about touring with them for a long time, and, and um, it's finally happened. So it's it's so far it's going great, man. We're, we're all really good guys and it's uh you know it's it's one of those things where i think both bands have been doing it long enough to where it's you know our live shows aren't you know it's past the x's and o's it's more um the live show is more focused on you know what reality of the whole situation is and it's with a live room and live music it's uh it's a combination of energy uh from the band and the audience and, and uh and mainly just emotion. It boils down to emotion. People remember these songs. They become part of their life. They can remember smell. I mean, you know how music is. It's so powerful. So it's just one of those things where both bands really just celebrate. We just celebrate being able to do this and share it with people. So this is the 30th year of the band, isn't it? Or is it next year? I don't know about all that. Yeah, it would be 30. would be technically 2023. Okay. Because uh, we, we released that first record at the end of 1993. So, yeah, I guess you're right. But you all got together in, in 92, right? I mean, dude, I can't wait for people to see the quintessential documentary. Uh, me, Dean, and Ed have known each other our whole lives. Uh, well, yeah, uh, Ed worked at your father's recording studio? Yeah, he was head. He was one of the head engineers in my dad's studio. Me and the other original guys were six to eight years younger than Ed. And, and, and kind of the short version there is, you know, Ed's friends and bandmates were getting married and getting real jobs. And it was basically kind of like Will and his friends kind of became Ed's band real quickly. With Within three or four years after high school, we were all in Ed's band. And, uh, like I said, Shane was right out of high school. He was he was Ed's drummer. And then um, I went to school, you know, because I was a music major. And my mama always said, you know, don't try to be a rock musician. You know, <laughs> it will never work out. So I was trying to, I still had the bug real bad but i was a music major and uh, a performance major and a production major uh, at, at school yeah my fifth year of college i just um i was playing as the sixth guy in, in collective soul and I, I told ed one day that i'd play bass it wasn't long after that we were, atlantic records was talking about signing us so i guess my timing couldn't have been any more perfect because it really didn't have anything to do with me i was just uh i was just ready to finally commit because <laughs> the circle, we we knew that that circle, the original guys, we knew how tight that chemistry was, and we knew if we got together and started doing our thing, that given a chance, that we would uh we would turn heads. Well, you did. Um, so, but I'm surprised that your mother would say that because your father had a recording studio and he worked in the music business. Is it because yeah. she she dealt with a lot of musicians? That's why she said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why she said it. <laughs> I guess she met a lot of the people coming into the studio then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, so, and even my dad, I mean, the studio was nice. Man, he was that dude who, would, you know, especially back in that day, there wasn't a YouTube channel. It was, uh, other humans have done this. I'm going to get the book. I'm going to figure it out. And that studio was, it was a class A studio, but it wasn't, it wasn't top level. It, you know, it was, it was built in an old home. In 2003, they did move the studio. Uh, and it's official studio built from the ground up now. And, and now I have ownership of Real to Real, and I'm actually really proud of it. I've, I've kind of refurbed the room they built in 2003. But, uh, yeah, if you check the web, check my website out, I'll, I'll make sure you got a link. It's okay. real. It's real-life.net. You'll see some of the pics. Um, uh, yeah, my dad passed away oh, I'm sorry. Below, three, 
little over three years ago, and I, I couldn't let the place go. So I, I took over ownership. I've been having a blast um, working there and uh, and producing other bands. I got a production company that's coming out of the studio, and I'm excited for everybody to hear some of these productions I got going on. Well, you have your own uh, solo career, and you've put out a couple of your own albums as well. Yeah. And, and you have a band. And I'm going to continue working on those, yeah. You have a band called The Way. It's a little three-piece. Me plus three. And it's in the same kind of uh, alt-rock as, as Collective Souls, or, or is it a departure from that i'd say you know it's it's, it's left it's less riff rock you know what i mean um it's it's i write most of the songs starting off behind the piano or most of the time behind a, a wurlitzer or a Rhodes sound um that's where most of my songs kind of inspiration for my tunes comes from uh and i'd say if i had to describe myself i'd say americana really oh okay I mean, that's a little bit it's different. Pop, it, it's got a pop tinge to it because I'm, I'm just so so comfortable in the studio to where i you know it's a little polished but not not too much and uh anyway yeah check it out when you get a chance
started off on drums? Yeah, drums and piano were my first instruments. Really, it's, it's that story of, okay, these five together would be the most powerful chemistry we could have. You know, in high school, me and Shane were always in bands together. Me and Shane would be in a band where he was playing bass and I was playing keyboards. Or he would play drums and I would play rhythm guitar. So we always, even back to high school, we always played different instruments mm-hmm. uh, especially especially me and shane like i said shane ross dean were committed and they were in the band and um the bass player wasn't you know i just felt like there was a weak spot there and i, I told ed i'll play bass and ed's like you sure you can play bass i was like well shane's my best friend on drums you know me and shane sat in the drum line together we, we ran the whole high school drum, marching band pretty much uh, mm-hmm. we were we were the we were the we were two snare drummers right next to each other i mean we could play drum charts tighter than a tick turd and <laughs> you know, you know, switching that to bass and rock and roll—that's just a transition of your ears, really. It's not a transition of the of the technical skill and again the word chemistry that we had already built up. So me and Shane were pretty much an instant rhythm section as far as our own feel. We had we had our own feel. I had a little bit of a learning curve. Obviously, uh, music's a lifelong thing, so I'm still learning today. But I definitely had a little bit of a learning curve. But as far as feel, energy, vibe, knowing the notes, I mean, knowing the notes, that was nothing. I just, I, I feel Ed's songs, I've always have. So the notes was no big deal. A little bit of learning curve on technique. And like I said, that's that's an ever-evolving thing for every every musician. You know, you're always learning. It, it's funny how many people I talk to who are bass players who didn't start off as bass bass players that that kind of just wound up being the bass player because that what was what was needed in the band at the time and they kind of just transitioned over to bass and they play lots of other instruments as well it's it's, it's funny how that happens yeah there's not a lot of people that start off you know hey bass is going to be my instrument you know but it really worked out perfect for me because the rhythm section and just the overall arrangement of songs the ups and downs those are, that, that's something that's really one of my best strengths and um and that I take on that role and that responsibility for Collective Soul um, and, and, and embrace it totally embrace it were you part of the original recording of shine because you said you kind of transitioned into the band as a six member i was not part of that original recording i'm barely on that first record at all because the way it was put together yeah some of those songs were put together as a band and you can tell the difference but some of those songs ed was just like shine is basically ed and ross played the guitar solo I mean, you know, that's pretty much the only people on there. Shane might have helped with the drum parts and stuff. But, yeah, as you know, some of the songs are put together kind of as a songwriter, quote-unquote songwriter demo. And then some of them were band songs. Good Night, Good Guy, Love Lifted Me, Sister Don't Cry. Those were recorded as bands, uh, band songs. But we didn't realize that Shine was going to take off like that. We, we always thought, and this is funny looking back, but we always thought, Okay, well, if this demo gets us signed, then we'll be able to record a real Collective Soul record and show people what we got. But that song took off. It was a snowball going downhill, like, you know, going down a steep hill. It wasn't going to stop until it rammed over, you know, and crushed (laughs) some things. And so that first record, Atlantic Records, stamps their label on it, and they sell a million and a half copies. And we're back in the studio recording a brand new second record within a year of us being signed to Atlantic Records. We're in Miami at Criteria Studios. And that's why the second record is entitled Just Collective Soul, because that was what we thought was the first real representation of what we could do. And that's why uh, you all, call it your first album. I mean, you, you refer to that mostly as your first album, right? I mean, we, you know, Hints at Allegations is the first album. But yeah, that was the first band effort in the studio. And that and that's why it's, it's self-titled Collective Soul. Yeah, that first one was a band effort, but still it wasn't ever 
hey, we're going into re- here's our band and we're going in to record an album. You know, it wasn't that. It was a collection of songs. Now, Ed is your primary songwriter. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, do you do especially you... lyrics? Especially lyric. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you? Um... I think he, I think he belongs amongst the best of our peers as far as lyrics go. Do you contribute to the to the writing process at all? Or is this a? Yeah. Or does he do it as a solo? For, I mean, he does he work in a bubble when he writes? No, no, no. He definitely has to bring it. He he brings it to us for a little magic. Uh, now he he's he's super prolific and he he can come up with some really strong structures for complete songs and he usually has the hook already in his head. If he doesn't have the hook, it's usually just a strong riff and we're trying to figure out where what the chorus hook will be. You know, he kind of shows us uh, an idea and it's got it's got sections and then we kind of just we flesh it out and we try to turn it into a, a collective soul song. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you that's one of the great things about your van. You're very you've got those great riffs. I mean, those guitar riffs are amazing. These deep, chunky guitar and, and kind of unique. There's not a lot of people that play the riffs quite like that. No, that's it's, what I like good. about your band. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of our strengths. Nobody sounds it like us and it's and it's it's always been hard to pigeonhole us in the beginning. You know, you don't know whether to call us a pop band, a rock band, a punk band. Uh, alternative band we just sound like ourselves mm. you know now the 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 term collective soul came from the book fountainhead by ayn rand yeah there's a phrase in, in that book where she describes mankind all of mankind as a collection of soul we spun that the collective soul yeah i, I kind of i kind of buy that um I, I the only thing i've ever read by her was atlas shrugged and i just enjoyed it as a book didn't didn't take it as a bible <laughs> right it's the second most popular book behind the bible right right it was an enjoyable book but i wouldn't take it seriously i started to read fountainhead but then i was like yeah this is a little too much so. i'm good yeah you're like i'm good <laughs> you've got a new album out called vibration yeah and uh, vibrating vibrating you have your own music label now you're on, you're on your own label we partner with people but we have our own label slash production company but it's just a it's more of just a a, a corporation that that we use to partner we, we we have to partner with people that uh that have real offices and and really actually get on the phone and talk music industry every day <laughs> uh and in crochet entertainment group is who we work with uh fred crochet was uh he was president of our label when we did have our uh, and released youth records, but now Fred consults, so he consults for us and basically really does it. We, it's not really technically our label; we just front it and we and we find the right partnerships and, people, and pros who who we need to to help us. This that's your eleventh album, is it? Is that is it the eleventh or is, it... is that what they're saying? <laughs> I, I lost count. I was trying to count, and it's like some people count certain albums, some people don't count this album, and it's hard to say. This in the... I think we're calling it the 11th studio album, I think is what we're calling it. Okay. So you're in the Georgia Music Hall of Fame as a band. Very proud to be there. I mean, there's something in the water. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Ray Charles, James Brown, Allman Brothers, our buddy Chuck Lavelle, still band leader for the Rolling Stones, Black Crows, everything that came out of Athens. It's a rich, it's a, it's a good fraternity to be a part of. We're, we're really proud of it. I'm wondering if you know my, I have a friend who lives down there, Michelle Malone. I'm wondering if you know her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. I like her. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's and I'm sure she's a member as well. Yeah, probably. She's a she's an amazing performer, and it's just you know, it's amazing. It is amazing the music that's come out of there. Do you yeah, still live? Yeah, the, you, you you can go right to you know from Michelle Malone. You go, it's Indigo Girls. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And the you know of course Athens REM. Yeah, B52s and all kind of stuff. You know, it's just 
it's been great to uh, to be a part of it. Do you still live down in Georgia? Me and Ed still live in Georgia, yeah. Okay. And everybody else is kind of uh, around. Dean's moved to California years ago, and, uh, and Jesse's been with us now almost 10 years. He's in Nashville. He's our lead guitarist. And then Johnny Rabb hails from indianapolis and he's been with us about 12 years so you ed and dean are the only original founding members still left right that's right and you and you went through a period where you changed members the 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 other two a couple of times johnny's our third drummer and jesse's our third guitarist so yeah there was uh, ryan hoyle played drums for uh the youth record and the record after that and he was what a great friend great musician grew a lot during during his tenure on drums i really grew a lot me and him talking conceptual ideas about music not really technical ideas i kind of feel like i really grew a lot we had a, a great brotherhood but ryan didn't really love the road so he 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 uh he retired from the kind of road thing he's still a studio musician and then um and Joel Koshy was our guitarist for a while after Ross, and now Jesse's been with us for uh, now that now that Jesse and Rab have been with us now, both going on. Like I said, Jesse's going nine, ten years, and, and Rab's getting into eleven, twelve years. The the cohesiveness and the brotherhood in the band is is strong. We we really uh, we've found new friends, and uh, like I said, it's been a decade now. It's not even like it's new anymore, but we found some new great friends, and, uh, and musically we feel like we're you know it's not like an athlete. We're not slowing down. We're we're on top of our game right now. That's a good thing. Ed and and Dean are brothers. Do the do you ever see any sibling rivalry like the Kinks or Oasis happening in that band? No, it's it's a little more like the the siblings that get along. Uh, who are some of the bands that actually get along with siblings? Uh, well, Switchfoot's on tour with us. The Foreman Brothers get along. Yeah, it's it's more. I mean, of course, there's arguments and there's things. And if anybody's going to stand up to each other and get in each other's face, it's usually the brothers. But um, for the most part, man, it's a celebration of life, and we're, we're just fortunate to be here. And I think as you get older, you, you, you don't worry about proving your point as much so much uh, anymore. You know, I think we've chilled out a little bit, too. It used to be a little more confrontational when we were younger, but not not at all, man. And, and we, we never were big fighters like the Black Crows or Oasis <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, I found that as I as I get older, I just do what the hell I want to do and just move forward. It's just much easier. It's just not enough time in, in one life to do everything. And if you spend too much time fighting about it, you waste time. That's right. You're wasting time and energy. Yeah, exactly. So you've got a... They sent me two songs. They sent me All Our Pieces and Cut the Chord. I wonder if you want okay. to talk about those songs. Yeah, Cut the Chord's a good example of a great collective soul rock riff song. Um, and I love it. High speed, high energy, really cool. Uh, you can hear the, the, the tightness in the rhythm section. I really love the song. And then all our pieces, that, that one feels like another, like, it's like a drive. I call that like a driving tune. You know, it's just got a, it's got a vibe that just feels like it's, it's got a chug to it. It's just taking you right down the road. Uh, and it's got that collective soul chug going to it. Um, you know, when, when we're playing like a straight ahead kind of rock tune. Um, and that one's about, you know, that one's about being in a band and, and, and how, how when you are in a band and what that word, you know, you know, that word encapsulates a coming together of people, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, all our pieces, man. Well, the, the pieces are greater than the sum of the one or whatever it is that's expression. Yes, that's right. The individual parts, great. The, the sum of the parts is greater than the individual. Right. I'm, I'm, I don't function well until <laughs> mid-afternoon. <laughs> 
you're going to be at uh, Indian Ranch, and I can't even pronounce the name of the lake that it's on because the name of the lake has like 20 letters in it, and it's a Native American name, and it's up in... It's, it's going to be pretty, though. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to be... I won't have to pronounce the name of the lake either. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like 20 letters. I don't even know how to begin to pronounce it, but um, you're going to be at Indian Ranch in uh, the 6th of August, and it's an outdoor show, and uh, anything else you want to add about that show before we, we wrap? Again, you know, at this juncture, as far as our mentality goes you know we like to give thanks as well and uh, we always throw thanks out to uh to the fans for for allowing us to uh allow collect soul to be part of their lives be you know be the soundtrack to their lives and their memories it's uh something we don't take lightly anymore you know we used to we used to just always think about making rock and roll and going to the next stage but it's been uh it's been a great ride and uh and like i said we, we we thank the fans and the uh people who allowed us in their lives first all right well um good luck with the show i have a gig that night so i will not be there unfortunately but i have seen you a couple of times and i do enjoy your shows quite a bit hopefully, much appreciated hopefully i'll catch you another time down the line uh thanks for chatting today sure yeah, thanks for your time as well john let's close with one more song segment from the vibrating album this one is called all our pieces Thanks to Will Turpin from Collective Soul for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Collective Soul and Switchfoot will be at Indian Ranch in Webster, Mass. on Saturday, August 6th. For more info, shine over to IndianRanch.com. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Grace Ale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you.